you can become incredibly rich. And I don't mean rich like making a little extra money by some side hustle. I want to share with you techniques and simple ways that won't cost any extra money, but will be incredibly fulfilling and enriching, giving you so much in return. Everything you need, you already have with you. It's your five senses. We're gonna take a closer look at how your senses work and how you can make the most out of them. Today on Sensory Experience. Our senses are an incredible tool set. Five basic senses is what we all have as human beings. Touch, sight, hearing, smell and taste. Our sense organs associated with each of these senses send information to the brain to help us understand and perceive the world around us. So our senses define how we perceive and thus how we experience life, the world, the people around us, all our daily grind. Yet so often we flat out just use the word experience for no matter what, whatever crosses our way. But I intentively speak of holistic experiences and sensory experiences. Because ultimately, an experience is a combination of a couple of crucial factors. And that is, first and foremost, the expectation that we all have. As a matter of fact, there is nothing that we do not have a certain expectation towards. And after the expectation, of course, there is the perception. And that is where all our senses really come into play. The senses define perception. And, of course, the middleman, so to speak, is the delivery. And that could be how we interact with each other, how we do business, how we deliver our goods, how we present a product. So it is a relevant concept for personal interaction, for personal relationships, for business, everything that you do day in, day out. In today's time and age, we are so overwhelmed and we are frazzled by all the impressions around us. Everything that is going on on a daily basis that we do not pay attention anymore. We somehow lost the direct connection to our senses. And we forgot about how to fully enjoy, how to fully embrace and being aware of what we perceive through our five senses. So we are all more social than ever. We are online 24-7. We're always connected to other people. But we aren't fully connected to ourselves. We aren't fully connected to what we feel, what we hear, what we see, what we smell, and what we taste. Just imagine how much more enjoyable, sustainable, true, honest and meaningful our life could be if we'd only focus a little more on all the things that we are presented with. Establishing an awareness for the moment we are in, for the present, 
will make us all feel in control of our lives. Learning from our mistakes, reminiscing over the past, or planning for the future. Today is what really matters. It is our attitude towards today that counts. We sometimes might have little control over things that happen to us, but one thing is for sure. We all choose and we can control our attitude towards today. And we can all control our attitude towards perception. But first of all, we need to learn focus on this perception and how to work with it, how to deal with it, how to interpret it. So in this episode, I want to very basically and fundamentally start with our five senses. Simple as that. Let's start with, and this is in no particular order, number one, touch. Touch consists of several distinct sensations communicated to the brain through specialized neurons in our skin. Pressure, temperature, pain, a vibration, some light touch and other sensations that are part of the touch sense are attributed to different receptors in the skin. But touch isn't just a sense used to interact with the world. It's also very important of how we actually feel and it's an integral part of human well-being. Touch is also a huge factor in our interaction with other people. How do we show being kind with our hands? Saying, welcome, I invite you, please come in. You are my friend or I care about you. These are all things that we can also communicate with our hands, with our gestures, with our sense of touch. Do we hug people, our partner, our family member, or cuddling your pet? Think about how soft, how rough some of these moments can be. But also think of your clothes. It starts with the decisions that we make every single morning with the clothes that we're putting on. What do we cover ourselves with? What sort of material is it? Is it wool? Is it cotton, satin, polyester or some crappy fabric blend? And when was the last time that when you went to the supermarket, you just took an orange or a green apple or a red apple and really felt them like rubbing the surface? Get a solid grip for all the things around you promise you, you'll be astounded and amazed how complex your perception of certain things will become. Secondly, sight. Visual elements. Sight or perceiving things through the eyes is a very tricky and finicky process. First, light reflects of an object to the eye. The transparent outer layer of our eye called the cornea bends that light that passes through the hole in the pupil. The iris, which is the colored part of the eye, works like a shutter of a camera, retracting to shut out light or opening wider to let in more. The lens of the eye bends the light and focuses it on the retina, a funny little part of the eye which is full of nerve cells and very sensitive. And all these cells are shaped like rods and cones and thus are named for their shapes, translating light into colors, central vision, details, into peripheral vision and motion. 
also giving us vision when there is limited light available. The information translated from a light is sent to our brain as an electrical impulse through the optic nerve. Isn't it interesting how we all think of our senses, and particularly our sense of sight, to be just normal, self-explanatory, self-evident. It's just there. You wake up, and the moment you open your eyes, you see. You take things in. But have we actually really considered what it would look like, what it would mean to lose the sense? Just if we start to visualize in a translated sense, how things would look like if we couldn't look at them anymore, if we couldn't see them anymore, that's when we really start to value what this amazing sense, what this skill means to our life. So when was the last time that we really rejoiced in the beauty of an amazing sunset? When did you last stop and spend a couple of minutes or just seconds to watch the sun slowly sinking down behind the mountains or behind the clouds or the sun coming up, bringing new energy, new light, new colors to a new day? Just take these little moments and enjoy the beauty of the world around you. As it is, as you perceive it, as you see it. Thirdly, sound. Hearing. As you're listening to a podcast, this probably makes sense. And speaking of sense, this sense is also a tricky and complex one. Our human ear is a labyrinth and sound is funneled through the external ear piped into the external auditory canal before sound waves reach the tympanic membrane or the eardrum, a thin sheet of connective tissue that vibrates when sound waves strike it. These vibrations then travel to the middle ear, where the auditory ossicles, tiny bones called the malleus, the hammer, the incus, the anvil, and stapes, stirrup, vibrate. The stapes bone, in turn, pushes a structure called the oval window in and out, sending vibrations to the organ of corti. Now, this sounds all very technical, and you don't have to do like a whole study of biology and whatnot. But just notice the spiral organ is the receptor organ for hearing. Tiny hair cells translate the vibrations into electrical impulses. And these impulses then travel to the brain via sensory nerves. Our brain then starts to work its way around these impressions and mixes them up together with all other sensory impressions. And one further side note, our sense of sound, of hearing, the ear is also important for our human body balance, equalizing the air pressure in the middle ear with the air pressure in the atmosphere. Now, I already wear corrective eyewear, glasses that help me seeing the world more clearly. But having hearing issues is a scary thing for many people. How often do you get your ears checked? How often do you take the time 
to turn things off and listen to the sound of silence. The stillness of the world without all the background noise. So many people these days have issues with their sense of sound, with hearing, because we all have our earphones geared up and oomphed up to crazy volume levels. Or when you go to a nightclub, to a rock concert, or even when you just sit in the airplane, our ears are constantly stressed and overwhelmed with decibels and with levels of loudness that are simply ridiculous. And we need to be a little more conscious and a little more aware of how to protect our ears against these overvolume stresses. Much rather listen to the little things, to the details we not tend to overlook, but we tend to overlisten. Go somewhere still and just listen to the wind, be it a bog in a field, be it the grass slowly waving back and forth in the wind, or the barking of a dog next door, a little cat somewhere in the corner, or the quiet bubble of a baby. Focus completely on what another person is saying to you when you are having a conversation in a group, in a large audience, or one-on-one. Listen intentively and you will hear and get so much more out of every encounter. So with number four and five, we really get down to the nitty-gritty And this is where it gets really interesting, especially for those interested in food and drinks and where I originally come from. Our sense number four, smell. Research has found that humans could be able to smell over one trillion scents. One trillion different odors that we can discriminate and differentiate as human beings. Even though it was once believed that we could only take in roughly about 10,000 different smells. Well, the thing is, our sense of smell as human beings is just as good as any other mammals, like dogs or other so-called super smellers. Humans just have 400 smelling receptors, which is not probably as much as some other animals have, but our brain just works in a much more complicated and complex process, which makes up for the difference after all. Over time, our ability to smell may deteriorate or get a little worse. For example, a distorted or decreased ability to smell could occur due to depression some medical conditioning, or even just aging. Getting older can lessen our ability to smell. Truth be told, we could spend hours, days, ages talking about our senses of smell and taste alone. And this is probably what we're going to do down the road. We're going to do exclusive episodes about the individual smells and what we are truly capable of doing with our nostrils our receptors in the nose or with our tongue and our mouth. But for now, let's just pin down the most important aspects, starting with 
smelling. The defining element in our olfactory system, of course, is the nose, which allows different odors to penetrate from the outside. And thanks to the olfactory receptors located in our nostrils, we can perceive, feel, and differentiate various odors. Other molecules in the form of chemical compounds that float in the air reach our nostrils, dissolve in the humidities, and once dissolved, the compounds act chemically on olfactory receptors that detect all different odors. An activation of these receptors generates from one of the 12 pairs of cranial nerves, as they are called, nerve impulses that are sent directly to the olfactory bulb and from there to the cerebral cortex. This is where a so-called sensation then occurs. In the olfactory bulb, the sensory receptors responsible for transmitting the messages of the sense send the information to two different areas, the frontal lobe and our limbic system. The frontal lobe is responsible for recognizing the other, and the limbic system is always linked to memory and emotions. That's why our sense of smell is so strong, meaningful, and impactful. Because we always relate and directly link whatever we smell and perceive through our nose with how we feel, with our emotions, with our memories that we have from particular moments. That's why there is things like soul food or a smell of childhood that transports you back in time to your early childhood days. One aspect that I always consider very fun is how adaptive our sense of smell could be. Because thanks to the structure of our nose, we are able to perceive bad odors in lower concentrations than good odors. So why is that? Basically, because bad odor perception is linked with two basic emotions that favor our survival, disgust and fear. So it triggers an avoidance behavior, or we simply shy away, run away, we'll leave. For example, if you enter a room that smells like danger, it could be gas or a fire or whatever, you will immediately turn upon your heel and call emergency. The sense of smell triggers fight or fleeing response that helps our survival. Fact is, we always mix up all the terminology of taste, smell, flavor, scents. We aren't very clear and precise in our language because most often we say, oh, this, this tastes delicious, when actually it just smells delicious. Because our taste bud, as we will learn in a second, is only capable of detecting a few very basic tastes. But our nose, our olfactory bulb, is capable of doing so much more. And again, this is where the one trillion different scents that we can detect come into play. But just think of how unaware and how unfocused we are with our sense of smell these days. When was the last time that you really thought about why does a red apple smell differently than a green apple or even a yellow one? How does 
a rose petal really smell like? What's the beautifully scented, perfumey note of a blossom? Of a glass of water, maybe? Most basic and simple things, or just the air around us. Each day, we breathe in recycled air, and all the microbes that are being moved throughout the building via air conditioning, ventilation systems, it's all processed air that we're breathing. But when we leave the building, when we take a break during lunch or when we go or when we when we walk home after work, breathe in. Inhale and take in all the crisp smells of fresh air, of grass that tickles your nose. Things that reconnect you with nature. The beautifully washed up and clean smell after a rain shower. Take a deep breath. Inhale when it's springtime. Smell the luscious warm and sunny notes of summer. Or breathe in the autumn colors and the falling and changing leaves. And the fascinating cold, chilly and icy notes of snowfall, focusing and becoming more aware of all the smells around you, the capability of differentiating all the scent essences that are around you is one of the most enriching and by the way most basic and easiest to train elements that you have in your sensory experience. And ultimately there's the last one. Our number five, taste. The gustatory sense is usually broken down into the perception of a couple of different core tastes. Salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and a fifth sensation that we now call umami or savory. Now there might be many other flavors that have not yet been discovered. Some say spicy could be a factor to consider. I think that fatty is an essential note here, but for now what we all agree on are these five core principles of taste. As with the sense of smell, our sense of taste always aided in human evolution because it helped us to detect whether foods were safe or not. A bitter or sour taste most of the time indicated that a plant might be poisonous or rotten or just not healthy to take in was something salty or sweet, meant that the food was rich in nutrition and therefore safe to digest. Taste is sensed in our taste buds. Human beings have somewhere between 2,000 and 4,000 taste buds. Most of them are on the tongue, but they also line in the back of the throat, the epiglottis, the nasal cavity, and the esophagus. Sensory cells on these buds form capsules, shaped like flower buds, and the tips of these capsules have pores that work like funnels with tiny taste hairs. Via proteins on these hairs, we can bind chemicals to the cells for tasting. Now let's be clear, it's a myth that the tongue has specific zones for each flavor. All of the five sensations of taste can be sensed on all parts of the tongue, although the sides are more sensitive than the middle part. About half of all the sensory cells in our taste buds react to several of the five basic tastes, not a single one of them. But the cells 
differ in their level of sensitivity. Each one has a specific palette of tastes with a fixed ranking. So some cells may be more sensitive to sweet or bitter or sour or even salty. Ultimately, together with our sense of smell, the way we perceive food and drinks is totally transformed and carefully assembled into a holistic experience in our brain. Smells are sent to the mouth in a process called the olfactory referral. This is also why someone with a stuffy nose may have trouble tasting food properly. Texture, for example, translated by the sense of touch, also contributes to the overall picture. Yes, we live in a time of microwaved food, rushed meals, food that we just shovel into our mouths between all sorts of different activities, fast food, flavor-enhancing components, sweeteners, artificial aromas, and all that sort of crap. And we do not take time anymore to savor the nuanced sweet, sour, salty, bitter, or umami. We are grossly becoming desensitized through the willing ingestion of hundreds of bland, boring, and artificial meals. We should fully appreciate and take this amazing opportunity of detecting these beautiful different tastes that our tongue, our mouth, our whole system is capable of differentiating, analyzing, and appreciating. We should fully appreciate our ability and our brain's ability to detect all these different elements and to enjoy the different sensations that we have with our sense of taste. A soul food item? Your childhood favorite sweet? An apple pie that your grandmother made? A creamy, lusciously oozing, gooey, fluffy pillow of whipped cream? The umami-rich taste of parmigiano-reggiano? Some dried and cured meat? soy sauce or a glass of sake. It's all there. We just need to take it in. And now here's a special clue for you. Have you noticed that using all of these senses is 100% free? Go and enjoy a life actively and deliberately using all of your senses because it will be the most enlightening and fulfilling holistic experience that you could possibly have. Give it a chance every single day and start actively smelling, tasting, hearing, seeing and feeling and touching all the sensations around you. Because we as human beings are capable of perceiving sensory experiences like no other mammal on planet Earth. And we should enjoy the heck out of it. Make the most out of it and share our experiences with other people. Sharing thoughts and expertise is exactly the mission and ambition of the Sensory Experience Podcast. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, have an amazing time leave us a comment, drop us an email, or just rate and review the podcast. We wish you a most fabulous time. Take care.